Hey there, everyone. Welcome to The Great Retention with Camber Parker, sponsored by Theo Prono. I'm Camber, your young professional expert and founder of Theo Prono, where we bring you the answers you need to know about how to hire and retain the best talent, starting with the young professionals you work with. There's a lot of young professional fish in the sea, as I like to say, but how do you catch them? And what do you do once you reel them in? That's where we come in. Today, I am so excited to have Sarah Henning join us, owner and principal consultant at Shiftive, a career advancement consultant and coaching firm coming to us live from Nashville, Tennessee. Sarah was one of my first interviews as a YoPro many years ago, and we have stayed in touch ever since. That's actually one of my favorite parts about this business and this podcast because I love the relationships that I get to build and see how these these friends and, and business relationships progress in their careers. So it's it's a thrill to have her back. At the time of her first interview, she was already a few years in with her business, but she has since made tremendous strides since that initial conversation and connection. When we caught up in 2022, we realized our businesses had a lot more synergy than we originally thought. So I knew we had to have her on the talk show today to talk about how her business is equipping and empowering the next generation to discover and maximize the power of their full potential. We'll dive into that more in a minute. But Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. So I'm happy to have to you. I know it's, it's, it's awesome to hear. It's good to be back because I think you might be one of the first people that's had this dual interview. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> so we're going to start by doing what I like to call a little lightning round. So tell us something that is not on your resume. So what somebody might not know about you just by looking at that piece of paper. Uh, yeah. So from a, a professional standpoint, I think um, I just identify so much as a very curious and lifelong learner. So I feel uh, like, how do you figure that out by a res- by looking at a resume? You probably really can't. Mm-hmm. Um, on a personal note, uh, I, I love baseball. And actually, if you probably dig deep enough in my resume, you can find where those two things intersect a little bit mm. <laughs> for a short period of time. Yeah. So, uh, or it might even be on my LinkedIn. I guess I don't know. I haven't gone back and looked at that. Um, but yeah, that's just a little something. Cool. Me. I love it. Short and sweet. It's a lightning round after yeah. all. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite productivity tool? Um, I feel like I'm going to sound like a boomer when I say this because it's not anything new, but it's more so how our team is using it now. I'm loving Slack right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We're using Slack to... Uh, create to create more efficiencies in our communication and more boundaries mm. uh, so that our team can have really good work-life blend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it has, for me personally, and I think I'm hearing it from our team too, it, it has created a lot of lift in how we work together just more productively um, along with how it syncs up with some of the other productivity tools we're using to close second to that is we just started using ClickUp as a, as a project mm. management tool mm-hmm. for our team. Mm-hmm. And we're loving that too. Yeah. So I've heard great things um, about both of those. Um, I've used Slack for a long time, but ClickUp I've, yeah. I've recently kind of been exposed to and I've heard good things, but want to mention yeah. one word that you used work-life blend. Love it. Yeah. I feel like we always hear balance and it is a blend. So thank yeah. you for mentioning that. I had to call it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about a lesson that you have learned as a young professional? Yeah, I think um, right now the theme that's resonating the most um, coming off of a couple conversations I had yesterday um, is how much as human beings, 
we need to remember and we need to be proactively teaching young professionals Mm -hmm. that the idea of a path that is clean and linear is not real. (laughs) That human evolution, career evolution is messy and multi-directional. And to be really honest, my observation is the most fulfilling careers Mm -hmm. are the ones that have a lot of dynamic to them, which means hard lessons learned. It Mm -hmm. means doing things that are outside of your comfort zone. It means having big leaps forward that are huge wins. It might mean, you know, some lateral moves or even step Mm -hmm. back. Um, And that who we are isn't defined by any of that movement because it's also just work stuff, right? It's work. Mm -hmm. So career is important, but it's not identity. And this concept of making sure we keep our humanity and the reality of humanity connected to the professional part of our lives Mm -hmm. is, I think, really, really important. Mm -hmm. I love all of that. I mean, it's funny when I think (laughs) of my career, you know, I'm 27 and I have done the big corporate insurance. I've done the tiny nonprofit. I've done the entrepreneur. That's not very linear. <laughs> and no, it's, it's yeah. not realistic. And so you have, no. and we're going to dive into this more later, but when you have more seasoned professionals, experienced professionals saying, well, I was at a job for 30 years and that's all I did. It's, it's different. You can't look down on people totally. that have this dynamic path because that's what most, you're going to alienate people if, if that's the case, because it's not realistic anymore. Exactly. So exactly. I love your point. Yeah. And do you want to say anything else before we move on? No, let's keep going. Right, we're going to dive into it more. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we kind of jump into the meat of our conversation today, do you want to share any bit more about your business and just kind of give us a little bit more background? Yeah. So Shiftive was founded originally um, because we were working with companies and organizations to help them essentially build out uh, internship programs that had a high return on investment um, because the product of or the, the topic of conversation of uh, this new generation um, has been ongoing since millennials came into forever. Actually, not since millennials came into the scene. It's been going forever. There's actually literary evidence that it's been happening for as long as we've got writing, um, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. But I think it became a bigger issue with millennials because they were the largest generation moving into the workforce. Mm -hmm. And because of some of the changes that the world has seen, they were feeling very different in terms of how they wanted to work from baby boomers specifically and Gen Mm -hmm. Xers as well. And we're now seeing that again with with Gen Xers. The, The business has evolved to now be really a career advancement coaching firm where we help companies with mm-hmm. their talent acquisition strategy to to onboard. And, and so we still do some of that consulting with internships and, and hiring. Um, and then we also work with individuals to help them with job search, career advancement, and then leaders and business owners who are, who are running teams to help them uh, make sure that they're running teams really effectively. And our core focus on all of our coaching is is fulfillment, building fulfilling careers. So if compa- the companies we work with, we want to create um, hiring practices and structure where the people joining their teams feel really fulfilled. And for the individuals we're coaching, we want to make sure that they're getting fulfillment out of mm-hmm. out of their careers that they're building and the work that they're doing. Great. So um, that's really kind of who we are and, and what we do. And obviously with all of that, there's so much interplay mm-hmm. uh, between all of the generations and the workforce right now. So mm-hmm. um that has been an ongoing topic since we since we started with yeah. um, really looking at 
what what do these gener- intergenerational dynamics mean, right? Right. And anybody that's listening right now that knows Yo Pro know, you know why there is a lot of synergy between what we do because, <laughs> and that's why we reconnected and we were like, wow, we have to collaborate in some capacity. So um, yeah. kind of in that vein, you know, you've already mentioned the, the interplay between these generations right now. Tell us a little bit more um, about, this massive emergence of Gen Z yeah. in the workplace and the millennials who just kind of took over, right? And tell us about that emergence based on your experience working with your clients. Yeah, so I think, um, and research, you know, Pew Research Institute would tell you this based on what they've seen, so would um, Gallup, that I think the millennials' biggest impact on the workforce has been, we talked about work-life blend, you, you c- kind of called that out. Uh, what shows up in that research a lot is work-life balance. And I would say that millennials' biggest imprint on the workplace is wanting more work-life balance. And the challenges of working through what that means, um, because I think that the value of work is one of the things that is in my opinion, the starkest difference between generations, how work is valued and how it is tied to our personhood and our mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fairness to all of the generations, we all look at work through the lens, which we know, right. And um, the way that our, that industry was developed, the way that sort of um, work structure was developed for each of those generations is very defined because of a lot of things that were going on and have been going on in our world that actually aren't necessarily even related to work. Mm-hmm. It's related to life and how we live, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so interestingly enough, uh, I'll start with millennials and then talk about what it means for Gen Z. Mm-hmm. For millennials, when that push for better work-life balance was happening, there was a lot of push back mm-hmm. from baby boomers and Gen Xers saying they're entitled. They don't want to work. Right. You remember hearing these, if you remember hearing these still things do. like <laughs> still do. Right. And, and, and that is by the way, um, that theme of you're so entitled is one of the everlasting and ongoing themes mm-hmm. of, of, of that sort of coming of age right, generation, generation that older mm-hmm. generations say about them. Yeah. Uh, we'll be saying said it one day about Gen, whatever. <laughs> Well, I'm an elder millennial. And so I know that my peers are already starting to feel like I hear mm-hmm. it slip out, right? About Gen Xers. Yeah. And I'm like, do we really want to be saying that? Because we hated how much it was said about right. us, right? right? Do we really want to be saying that? Um, and so I think um, it was really work-life blend or balance, right? And interestingly enough, in the last, so because I've been working with this for like 10 years now, right? Mm-hmm. 10 plus years mm-hmm. at the start of millennials coming in, everybody, Oh, so entitled. And all yeah. this work like balance. Now the research says most employees in the world want better work life blend and balance. So crazy enough across the generations, people were like, Oh, that's actually a real thing that we all want. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with Gen Z, the thing I'm most curious, because we're on the front edge, front edge of Gen Z kind of coming into the workforce, right? right? There's a couple trends that are still aligned with that theme, but there are variations on it that I'm going to, I'm really um, finding interesting and I'm curious mm-hmm. how they're going to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, aligned with that work-life blend piece is um, the gig economy mm-hmm. and what it means to work hard in a 
sal- a tra- what what society would say is a traditional salaried position mm-hmm. and what opportunities exist for them to start to do and execute well on side hustles. Mm-hmm. Um, also with the gig economy, just kind of creating fully their own career and not having to work, mm-hmm. they can, they could say no to employers, right, right? That are offering that historically have been really exciting and, and, and wonderful career paths, like a, a lot of money with benefits and working for a great fortune, whatever company. And they could be like, yeah, cool. I'm not getting what I need from that. So instead I'm going to piece together four or five different side hustles. I'm going to specialize. I'm going to become a contractor and I'm going to earn all the money I want, but still have the lifestyle I want so that I don't have to um, comply with all the other things that go with what you're offering me in that more traditional sort of career setting. Right. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how that mindset and mentality, again, matriculates up through generations but also what it's really going to mean for how we work overall because of how companies adapt and mm-hmm. respond to to those kind of emerging themes that that Gen Zers are are wanting. Yeah, and really great points that you just mentioned. One thing I want to share just because of a recent article, you know, right now at the time of this filming, it's it's January 2023. When it's released, we're going to see maybe some shifts in our market, right? Um, when this interview mm-hmm. is released. But yeah. what the article I read, I think it was, it was in the Morning Brew recently. So if anyone's a Morning Brew fan, they're great. I love them. But they have HR Brew, and so they get some great resources from Gallup, from Forbes, um, and such. And they had a recent article that talked about how most companies now, because of this market, they're going to start outsourcing a lot. So that gives way to this gig economy. It's it's giving these young professionals opportunities to take three or four different jobs. And if it gives them the flexibility that they want, if it gives them that work-life blend, who's to say they're not going to jump at it? Right. I mean, and, and I think that like when you look at true ownership of career pathing, what better way to do it than saying, I'm just going to construct exactly what I want. Right. Um, out of nothing. I think there, there's drawbacks to that, by the way, the gig economy. There's There's some things that I, of course... I think about that and I'm like, some of it, most of it, I think is, is impressive. And I'll sound old when I say this, but cool. (laughs) Um, Especially as an entrepreneur, like I love that people can be entrepreneurial in a new way that we didn't Mm -hmm. imagine before. Mm -hmm. And then there's the flip side of that is I think there's a lot lost when you're launching your career totally on your own because you lose out on built in mentorship and learning that you Mm -hmm. really can only learn by being working closely with mm-hmm. people. Um, I think sometimes we think we can learn everything we need on the internet mm-hmm. or by watching a YouTube video. And mm-hmm. the truth of it is there's a lot that um, is learned in the in-between mm-hmm. um, that I think the in-between is lost when we work virtually. Mm-hmm. It is. And also in, when we're working solo um, mm-hmm. and not with others too. Yeah. So great points. And you actually answered my last question without even knowing it. So thank you. Um, And you you kind of touched on this already, but you know, just to reinstate this for most of our listeners and watchers at the show, they're business leaders and owners who are really proactive and looking for the next best talent, right? So given what you just shared with us, what are, what trends are you seeing? And again, if if you just want to reinstate what you just shared, please do. What trends are you seeing from the different generations that are setting barriers to achieving this and this meaning finding the next best talent? 
Yeah, I think um, if companies are not figuring out how to at minimum have hybrid work options, it's going to significantly, in a negative way, significantly impact their business. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just because Gen Z wants it. I think coming out of COVID, when we realized we can all work differently because we had to, I think lots of people want it. Certainly not everybody wants it, but I think lots of people want it. But Gen Z for sure wants it. Um, the correlating trend to that is that we need to skill up fast across the board what leadership and mentorship and management looks like in virtual settings. Mm-hmm. Um I'll tell you, this is a pain point of mine. Like I'm really learning how to do this well. And I've had some things that I've learned that I think I can implement and gone really well. And some things where I'm like, I want to hold up a mirror and be like, okay, boomer to myself because I feel so old and (laughs) archaic about it. And so I think, um, you know, older generations have to say, how am I, when I'm not, when this person isn't just like down the hall or sitting in the desk next to me, like, how, how can I engage in a younger person to spend time with them and help them grow and lean into working relationship with them so that we've got a good culture, we've got a good team, and everybody is as successful and as productive as they can be. Mm-hmm. And I do think Gen Zers have to scale up how they're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and very specifically, I think one of the negative impacts on Gen Z um, was that a majority of them were in university during COVID. And universities didn't know how to handle it a lot. And, and this is not a slam on universities. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, a product yeah. of yeah. the crazy world we lived in. And a lot of grace was given in terms of what engagement looked like, and it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for you to really maximize and accelerate your learning and learn all the nuances that are going to make you truly successful, not just as a professional, but as a human mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. engagement needs to be ramped up and look a little bit different from Gen Zers. And so they're yeah. going to have to figure out how do I lean in more to relationship mm-hmm. with a generation that's trying to figure out how to manage, lead me virtually, like, right. Yeah. We got to meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the couple things that I'm thinking um, that I'm seeing and, th- and thinking about yeah, right now. Really great points. Um, again, you're hitting on just all of these areas. So thank you. This is so important for business leaders and owners to hear two points just as a follow-up. Hybrid work. If companies, let's talk, let's say it again. If you're not, if you are not offering some type of flexibility, you're just you don't even most Gen Zers are not even in the workforce yet. What do you think they're going to want when they get into the workplace? You have to be mindful of that. So just want to harp on that again. And number two, mm-hmm. being prepared and, and scaling up what your management looks like, as you said, yeah. in a hybrid world. That's how you're going to get ahead yeah. of this as a company. And yep. so I think that's really important. So thank you for sharing that. You've talked a lot about what employees or what employers um, should be doing. But just to reiterate, what what are the things that young professionals really do need, not want, but need to be successful in the workplace? Yeah, I I think that the number one thing I know to be true, and it hasn't changed with the working environment, is how important mentorship is mm-hmm. in helping people develop really well. And again, as a person, at, as a professional, um, usually really good mentors don't just mentor you on work. They mentor you on yeah. life too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I think 
I think it's going to be really leaning into, as I said before with Gen Z, like leaning into connecting and developing meaningful relationship, Mm -hmm. no matter what the context of your work environment is, whether it's virtual or in person and making sure that you're, you're cultivating that a lot. So a thing that I would keep in mind if I was a Gen Z that I wouldn't know, but I would want to know and keep in mind as a Gen Zer is everyone who's going to be leading you and managing you and helping you grow worked in person, most of them, mm-hmm. not every like right, most. And a lot of what they learned and how they developed relationships was in between. That's why I said earlier this, a lot of that growth and developments happens in between. And what I mean about in between is walking from a conference room back to your desks after a meeting and having little chats. Mm-hmm. It means I had something canceled or fall off my calendar. So I'm going to walk down the hallway and ask my mentor if I can shadow them in an appointment or if they can help me learn or understand something. It means working in a same building all the time so that asking someone to grab coffee, grab lunch, brainstorm with them, spend some time with you, ask them questions to learn mm-hmm was really easy to do. And now people have to be a lot, you had to be intentional anyway, but have to be even more intentional Mm -hmm. if you're not um, in person. Mm -hmm. And I think it is making sure you, you value all the ways you can learn because um, it isn't, like I said before, it can't just be on a YouTube video. It can't just be virtual. It's an, and thing. those are ways it's incredible, incredible what you can learn on your own. Um, But there's this thing that time and experience Mm -hmm. gives you and teaches you that nothing on nothing that's simulated or tells you can like those experiences just have to happen. Mm -hmm. And that experience gets elevated when you have someone that's a step or two or three ahead of you that you can be like, hey, this is what I experienced or this is what I'm preparing for and Mm -hmm. these are the questions that I have and why did this, you know, someone you can really process and download Mm -hmm. through that can give you an accelerated or an ahead perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I were a Gen Zer right now, I would be like the way I'm going to stand out and the way I'm going to, I'm going to achieve the things I want personally, again, personally and professionally is by making sure I'm a really good mentee and I'm cultivating intentional relationships with the people that I work with, with my clients, with my, um, you know, uh, colleagues, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can, I can make sure I'm, I'm getting as much information from as many different sources as possible to to Mm -hmm. learn as much as I can. Great. Um, before we wrap up, because I am mindful of time, yeah. You've, we've covered so much today, Sarah, but what do you see is the biggest challenge as we start to see baby boomers and those Gen Xers leaving the workforce, right? We've talked a lot about the different generations today. What is the biggest challenge? And I'm sure we've already talked about it today, but what are those immediate action steps that companies can start taking? Yeah, so I would be looking very specifically at, again, the work environment. Do you have a hybrid model? Um is that in place? Do you have a hybrid model where you're giving people the flexibility to design how they want to work so that they feel great about plugging into your work environment and culture? Um, I would make sure that I'm getting a lot of consistent feedback from (laughs) the people in my workforce Mm -hmm. to be making some of those decisions. I, um, it is super easy to, to forget to ask for that feedback. Um, I'm guilty of that for sure Mm -hmm. to not make sure you're getting it frequently enough. 
but also be willing to be adaptive and mm-hmm. not not overthink changes that you can test out and you can try to see if you, in fact, it merits making bigger, more wide scale changes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that, you know, we know adaptability, agility is is one of the key markers of really successful organizations. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're really resistant to change because of a generate, like we're not going to change mm-hmm. because of this generation coming in, <laughs> I'd encourage you to hold the mirror up and say why. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and they're going to be a part of your success um, or, or, or they're not going to be a part of your success and you're likely not going to succeed because you need the next generation to keep the business going. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, um, adaptability, work environment, getting feedback and being adaptable, um, for businesses are important. And then mm-hmm. just rem- like remembering <laughs> we were all yeah. there, like, yeah. you know, when you can put yourself in their position and think about how different their world is mm-hmm. than yours was when you were at that stage. And it's not an apples to apples comparison. So how can you work together rather than fighting the change? Like how can you, yeah. how can you move effectively with it? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to end the interview. Thank you so much for your time today. How can people find you? Yeah, so we are, um, I'd, I'd love to connect with anybody personally on LinkedIn. Um, just shoot me a message about how we connected. Um, Shiftive, my company, um, also has a page on LinkedIn, so you can follow us there. Um, our website, and of course, our website, shiftive.com. And then we are also on um, Instagram um, at Shiftive. So those are kind of right. all the different We'll make sure we tag you when we, when we post. But thank you again. It's okay. been a pleasure having you back on the show. Great. Thanks again for having me. Thanks again for joining us on The Great Retention with Camber Parker. Before you go, remember this. Young professionals make up nearly half of the workforce today and are expected to jump at a rapid pace in this decade. What will you do to help them become the great leaders we need for our future? Join us next time for more information on how to recruit and retain young professionals. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others know where to find episodes about this topic. And don't forget to share with your coworkers. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.